Welcome everybody to the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. My name is Abraham Dewey. Back once again with the Soul Man Brian Solak and the SoCal Sea Hawk himself, Rob English, at least SoCal for a little while longer before he makes this giant trek across the desert to Arizona. Yeah, yep. I, I I don't know. I might have to try to figure I gotta decide if I'm if I'm gonna keep the keep the SoCal name or do I change to something something desert like or desert ish? I, I'm not I'm not sure. It's uh I feel like it's a bit of part of me already. So yeah, I'm not sure how to handle this one. It's gonna be tough. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you handle it as well as the Seahawks did the New York Giants last Sunday. Giants were the number two rushing team. Seahawks shut them down. What happened, guys? Seahawks were not a good rush defense team earlier this year. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. I'll go real quick. Um, I guess ever since New Orleans, when I was reading online and just looking at the stats, they, the Hawks' defensive line, they told them to stop like reading the plays and start being more disruptive. And they, they, they just pretty much showed the entire game. They were getting in there – shutting down the quarterback and Barkley averaged by two and a half yards a carry. I mean, these guys are gelling together as a team. And I mean, I, I, I'll eat crow for saying they're going to have five, six wins. I mean, they're looking more like a 10 to 11 win team. As long as no injuries, we got a good team in Seattle. Well, yeah. uh, oh. Rob, did you see anything specifically different? Um, I obviously, Solak just mentioned that um, there was a difference between reading the play and being more aggressive. Did you see anything, Rob? Either to that um, or something. Yeah. For me, I I see. I just saw more of of just of the, them fit you know fitting the run gaps you know better and 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 getting disruptive and uh, uh, getting getting penetration and just stopping the running back before he's able to get um you know ahead of steam if you will or, or or you know get get through get you know through that first level um you know one one particular play i think it was um i think it was irvin uh who, i mean he got i mean he got in the backfield so fast that he knocked daniel jones into um uh, saquon barkley i mean before the play could even really get going i mean i mean we're just the, the to 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 soul man's point i mean attacking and getting there um and uh, you know so I, yeah, it's it. They're they're definitely. I don't know if they're if they're not reading as much and just attacking more. If that if that's what it is, but they're definitely getting to the point of attack faster and it's, and it's disrupting uh, uh uh disrupting their running plays on uh for the for the other team. And um, I only hope that they're not going so far that they're able to use that against us. You know, uh, you know, teams are able to use that against us. I'm hoping there's a balance there. Yeah, definitely. And I really think that after what do we have now? Seven games. Maybe it's starting to sink into guys like Cody Barton. Maybe it's sinking in, you know, to some of our defensive linemen that, you know, they have to maintain their integrity and allow other, you know, uh, how many times we hear it like 10 years ago that every Seahawk defensive player know where they were supposed to be and they just trusted the other guys were going to do their job. Like, I'm hoping that's what that is because that was a damn good performance against a very good running team, something that, like you said, Brian, against New Orleans, we looked god awful. Against the 49ers, we looked pathetic, you know, as far as run defense goes. So hopefully that's a trend and we, we keep to keep seeing it. Um, all right, guys, uh, Seahawks had a slow start um, in that game against the Giants. Was that because the Giants 
had our number or was there something off about our offense? I don't I don't know if there's anything off per se. Um, you know, it, we have to remember that, I mean, this is a giant team, uh, a giant football team that that is, you know, that was a one loss team up until that point. I mean, they're playing good football, um, you know, so I, I, I wasn't terribly surprised that it took us a few minutes to really, you know, uh, you know, find find the spot to to attack. Um, uh, and and there was some uncharacteristic things happening on the offensive side of the football. But um, well, like what? Uh, but, well, number one, I mean, we, the, the big one, the big one, which was to uh, to lock it that, that I mean, that, that ball came right down in his basket and, and just, you know, I think I think it, it kind of glanced off of his face mask with that. I mean, that should have been six points easy. That's six points, a hundred and one times out of a hundred. But something, you know, the, the, the world was off its axis or something like that on that on that play. Um, but uh, yeah, I think this, the Giants are a good football team. Um, but I, I think Seattle is just on on a good kick right now. Um, we're, we're rolling. Uh, the, the momentum, if you want to believe in that sort of thing, is on our side, and and um, and and you know we're we're finding finding the right times to attack. It just took a little took took a quarter to get going this time. Uh, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, Giants are a good team this year, and Hawks' game plan just started out slow, but they reacted, and come second quarter, they turned it around and. And obviously, the end result we won twenty-seven to thirteen. I mean, the Hawks, the Hawks have figured out what's going on, man. I mean, I'm like I said earlier, I'm excited. I can't wait till this Sunday, in the future games. <clears throat> so what? Uh, what's the deal with Metcalf? I thought he wasn't going to play. Next thing I know, I see him out there. Is he injured? Is he not injured? What's going on? He's a magic man. He's got. At money, he can. He's probably got one of those Russell Wilson machines. He gets in every night and it heals them up and gets them going. And I mean, that sounds silly, but the, the guy's a, a beast. And I, I just don't think he maybe he wasn't as injured as we all thought he was. But he'll be back this Sunday as well. And I mean, him. He, obviously, he probably has some minor injuries, but I, he's tough. He's going to play through them and be the DK that we've grown to love in Seattle. Well, I think we all know, right, that uh, Russell uh, made it very clear that uh, his magic potion was that water he was drinking, right? That was the, <laughs> that, was, that, that, that was the thing that made him, un, un, you know, unbreakable. Yeah. Um, so maybe, so maybe, uh, you know, maybe DK has some, uh, has some of that as well. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I think, you know, the, the knee, you know, it was a tweak. You, it, it, when you have an opportunity to take a great player like DK Metcalf out of a game and still be able to run your game plan and, and, and be effective, uh, you get him out of the game. You don't you don't risk it. Um, uh, in listening to Pete Carroll talk about it throughout the following week, um, you know, he, he, he would tell he says that, you know, DK said he was going to play all week long. We weren't we weren't sure we believed him. Or we weren't sure we were going to let him. But he was just so adamant about it that you just couldn't let keep you couldn't let the guy not go on the field because he was so sure and he, and every test that we put him through he proved that he was ready to go so there was just no way we could keep him off the field um and so he he showed you know he, he showed that he was uh uh not only physically able but and i hope i'm not jumping the gun here but the the mental game that he played on that on that um on that late touchdown by ken the walker where he ran that fade route did, did everybody see this yet that fade route that fake fade route that he ran and acted like he was catching the football, uh, and the defender—I mean, bit it hook, like hook, line, and sinker—actually jumped on his back, you know, trying to trying to defend the pass, and there was no ball there. 
but I mean, he but he took his he took his defender who might have been the difference in, in that play scoring or not all the way to the corner of the end zone and out of the back out of the back of the end zone. It was it was it was, it was pretty cool to watch. Yeah, maybe I don't know. He still looked a little bit injured, or at least something wasn't right. Like there were plays where he looked like he should have outmuscled the opponent to get the catch. So I was wondering if he's still a little bit hobbled. But what a warrior! I mean, he if he's yeah. powering through, good for him. Good for us. Yep. All right, guys. I'd like you to name an offensive player, not one of the three players of the month. Um, but name an offensive player that you were tracking and um, did he perform well, not well, or, uh, you know, what, what kind of notes do you have? I'll go. So I'll go with my choice is Abraham Lucas or right tackle. Obviously. A wazoo able, cougar, huh? Yeah. I was just, you interrupt me as I was going to say, it's a wazoo cougar, but I, I he, he's gotten better and better every game this year. I feel. And I mean, he, uh, he gave it. I mean, we had three sacks that day, and and Walker did, only got fifty-one yards rushing. But Giants got a tough defensive line. I mean, led by Leonard Marshall and I. I it, Lucas had a decent game that day. I mean, our offensive line I thought had a decent game. It wasn't a great game, but they were decent. But I make I'm I'm looking forward to the future of Lucas. Um, you know, tough, tough one to it's a tough question, actually. Um, yeah. I, I, I want to go um, in, in for, for actually what happened a couple of weeks ago with uh, with DK Metcalf um, quietly or was it or am I thinking about the Giants game? Uh, it, it just quietly being I think it was the Giants game, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm getting my games mixed up. Um, be quietly being the the player of the game i think uh, even though he wasn't allotted as much but um i will go with um uh goodwin i i think goodwin i mean he had a, had a stellar game against the chargers um and you know he, he's catching the ball um he's showing that he has uh, uh an ability to 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 move even at his you know advanced age um I, he's been key he's been he's been almost clutch if you want to go that far um i think if he remains healthy uh, you know, I think he has a chance to really be an X factor uh, on this team as, as the season progresses. There's two guys I was looking at. Um, the, the first one, they're both wide receivers, not the ones that you named, though. Uh, one was uh, Lockett, you know, after that ball bounced off his face. How was he going to respond? How did that letter C on his chest? Um, you know, how, how, was, how was he going to live up to that? To that label and uh he did always has always has for us whenever he, you know whenever there's been a mistake or a goof or a gaff he's always been there and learned from that mistake and stepped up and that is why he's the captain on this offense and the other guy i was looking at complete opposite was d eskridge again mia where the hell is this guy my god brian <laughs> you disgusted. He's terrible. That's that's my answer there. Time to move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, on the defensive side, same question. Uh, excluding Tariq Woolen, you know, for as far as uh, player of the month. Uh, give me somebody else that you were looking at this game and what your impressions were, positive or negative. Well, I'm going to jump. I'm yeah, going to jump. Ahead and go with uh, go with uh, uh, Jenna Nwosu. 
Um, you can't, you can't, uh, I mean, we, we simply can't talk about the defense without talking about him. He, he's just being disruptive as he wants to be, um, uh, you know, solid getting it. I mean, he's he, from what I've seen, if he's getting his hands on, on somebody, the, the, the play is over, you know, it, it, it's, um, it's the type of talk that we used to talk about uh, Bobby Wagner, you know, he, I mean, he's just, he's disruptive. He's making sure tackle. He's not, he's not overplaying or missing anything. Um, the, the difference, maybe all the difference in the defense with the exception of, you know, obviously uh, the player we have in the secondary. <laughs> Brian. Uh, my choice was Shelby Jackson, defense lineman. I really feel he's come along the last few games. and Shelby, I think, Her- Shelby Harris. I apologize. Shelby Harris, thank you. But he has come along the last few games. I thought he was more disruptive in the backfield uh, last game. I think he had. One, he also had a play where he tripped up Daniel Jones and stopped a drive. And, I mean, he's coming along. When they first got him in the, the Broncos trade, I wasn't sure about him. But I'm becoming more and more of a fan of him. I think we're going to see a lot of more good plays by him the rest of the season and moving forward. The guy I was looking at was Ryan Neal. Got injured twice in the game and heart, you know, heart in my throat. We need that guy. Mm. You know, we don't have no, we don't have uh, Jamal Adams, right? And watching him get injured was like, oh no, that, that could be, that could be a key piece because I think there's a precipitous drop after Ryan Neal. Sure. You know, and I don't want to see him go. So so uh, so obviously, Abe, you're look, you were looking for the comeback stories of of last Sunday with because <laughs> you got Lockett with the comeback, you got uh, you got uh, yeah. Ryan Neal with the comeback, <laughs> but, yeah. but but the, the good news the good news with Neal was though that, that that he wasn't actually hurt. He was just he was just severely cramping because he because oh, really? he he, okay. he yeah he was cramping and then he tried to get back on the field and I mean he literally just I mean he almost he was almost rigor mortis. He couldn't, he couldn't, uh, he couldn't move. So Pete Carroll pulled him back off the field again. Um, and, uh, and then we didn't, I don't think we saw him for the rest of the day, but he actually wasn't per se injured. He's just, his body was just kind of giving up on him a little bit. And so, um, so I think we're, we're good there. Um, I don't think he's on the injury report. Um, so we will see him on the field with no issue. Awesome. Some more potassium in his diet. Get those right. bananas, Ryan Neal. Eat your That's bananas. Right. <laughs> Get your fluids in. <laughs> and get your, yeah, get your plenty of liquids. Um, so we did have three players of the month. We had Gino, of course, Kenneth Walker, K9, that is, and Tariq Woolen. Guys, I, I has the Seahawks ever had three guys be player of the month at the same time? I don't know what team, I don't know what team has ever had three players of the month at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. That's a good question, but I don't know. Because uh, Gino got what, like the uh, offensive player of the month, right? And then yeah. Kenneth, Kenneth Walker, rookie of the month, or something to that effect. Uh, right. Yeah, I'm just trying to think back in Seahawks history. Like, wait, I don't think this has ever happened. <laughs> I definitely cannot recall this happening. I honestly, I can't even tell you the last player of the month single. I maybe Russell, but but you know, uh, <laughs> who was the yeah. last player? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure we had, uh, you know, I'm sure Marshawn and got it once. I, maybe even Chris Carson might've had it once. I don't, re- I don't recall, but, um, or well, maybe Lockett or Baldwin. I don't know. I couldn't tell you the last Seahawk player of the month. Well, look at what you're saying though. I mean, like you're naming guys, borderline hall of famers. I mean, like it would be like, okay, 
um, Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, and Richard Sherman. Surely they must have all been player of the month simultaneously, but they weren't. Um, And, you know, like we're talking about leftover Geno Smith. We're talking about Tariq Woolen, who went to the University of Texas, San Antonio Roadrunners. And we're talking about, you know, Kenneth Walker, who was drafted, I mean, what was he, fourth round or something to that effect? Fifth round, maybe? No, fourth round. Okay. Something second, to that second round. Oh, was it that high? Okay. Well, yeah. okay. okay. That maybe makes sense. But I mean, the Geno Smith and the Tariq Woolen, well, that doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> um, and, you know, these are all breakout guys. Who's the next breakout player for the Seahawks? Cody Barton. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, you broke know, <laughs> up that last play of the game, right? He did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, actually, you know, Cody Barton actually had a, had a pretty good day um, on Sunday, but I don't know the next breakout player. Um, uh, you know, you know who had, had, a, had a, a, a great day in his first game back? Hmm. was um, uh, Travis Homer. Travis Homer had a great day, um, you know, quietly. And, um, you know, I don't know. And I don't know if he's going to be necessarily a breakout player, but I think he comes in um, and maybe get, gets uh, gets a few carries, uh, you know, somewhere in the shuffle between uh, Walker and uh, DJ Dallas. Right. Um, you know, if, if we get – if you know, Homer has always been very high – or I should say Pete Carroll has always been very, very high on Travis Homer. Um he has ability. Um, he, he, we might, you know, he might end up, uh, you know, making some plays for us down the line here, you know, on one of those third downs or, you know, or one of, you know, one of those uh, plays where we hit him out of the backfield, something like that. I think he might, uh, he might flash for us. I, I'll go with Michael Jackson, our defensive back. Not, I'm not referring, Abe. I'm not referring to number fifty-five, Michael Jackson. Our former linebacker or or Mr. Thriller, Michael Jackson, but our defensive back, Michael Jackson. But I, I think he's come along and I think he's becoming I, I honestly don't remember where we got him from, but he's becoming a better cornerback. I mean, he's one of the elite, I think he's like the top five in, in tackles on the team. And he's forced he's recovered a couple fumbles. I know that. And I, he's playing solid defense. So I, that's that's my breakup. That's a very good one because what did we see? We saw Damian Jones not trying to throw it at Tariq Woolen. He was dead set against it, and he kept going after Michael Jackson. Um, Obviously, some passes were completed, but he was right there to to clean it up, never missed a tackle. And, uh, yeah, it it, it was – we might have a very solid one-two punch. This is the reason why Sidney Jones got cut, right? Right. Yep. You know, you, you, you know, uh, Jackson sort of kind of reminds me of another player we had previously at the corner position. Uh, not all that great. At least not, you know, not I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not writing home about them in coverage, but certainly tackling. And that was Deshaun Shedd. Uh, yeah. I, I, I always liked Shed. I mean, he, I mean, Shed did not miss tackles. He was a great right. tackler. Again, he wasn't great in coverage. You know, he you know, he, he never really you know, you weren't, he weren't, he wasn't getting beat, you know, like he stole something, but, but, you know, he just wasn't a, 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 a superb cover man, but he was great at making tackles. The receiver might make, make the catch in front of him, but he was going to tackle him down to the ground. And I see that with Michael Jackson. Good point. Yeah. Very good. And yeah, by the way, good callback soul man on Michael Jackson, a former Seahawk from the 
what would it have been early 80s and early 80s and yep former husky as well yep um, good good callback I mean, better than that <laughs> other number 55 jackass with the stupid hairdo that played <laughs> god brian bosworth guys i cannot stand like he's on commercials now yep and i'm just like <laughs> you stole five million dollars from the cx that's all i can think of yeah <laughs> you're a thief brian bosworth well said yep <laughs> is that before your time rob uh no i remember the boss i remember but i was i was i was a tyke back then but i remember the boss <laughs> god i needed him um anyway the uh <laughs> what's what's the deal with the scott service interfering with our football game his stadium's across the street why is he creating fouls yeah that, all that was weird. very never that was very that? never seen that happen before that was weird <laughs> I uh, personally, I mean, what was that? The Pete Carroll interf- was cheering because Geno Smith got the first down and ran into the ref. And the ref basically said uh, penalty on the Seattle Mariners side, the coaching staff or whatever it was. And why yeah, is a 70 year old man hopping up and down and running onto the field? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Pete Carroll. But uh, to answer a question about Scott Service, I think he was a little confused because he, he was at the, I heard he was at the bar down the street. He thought there was a world series game that day and he got a little <laughs> pissed off. So he had it down to the link and the story tells itself. <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. I, I, I texted you guys because I'm like, did I hear right? Like, did he say that? <laughs> what, what was weird to me about the whole thing is, is, is referees. Uh, they never actually state the nickname of a team when they're calling out when, when they're calling out yeah. over the PA, they always say yeah. the city, they, but they never ever say the actual nickname of the team. So that was, that was strange in itself, you know, so maybe, maybe that's why because he was already saying <laughs> something he wasn't really supposed to be saying. And well, so he just called the wrong thing. <laughs> now, obviously that ref had baseball on the mind because right. You're, right. you're right. Usually they say the name of the city or they say offense or defense. They don't usually. Right. They, they never say Seattle Seahawks. They say Seattle or offense, you know, that, that, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. It was a nice little, uh, nice little thing to talk about, but, but, um, but yeah, I mean, maybe, um, I don't know, may, may, maybe, uh, maybe we should get Scott service out there. Call some play. <laughs> anyway, uh, Seahawks didn't make a trade this week, guys. Any concern there? Should we have traded for somebody? Um, were we not doing our due diligence there? What do you guys think? Absolutely not. I, 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 I okay. So, you know, if you go on the interwebs, people are like, oh, Seattle should try to get OBJ or just, just like, just, just, just weird stuff. Um, trade for uh, who, who was that became available? Um, ah, it's, 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 it's escaping me now, but Which no, position? you know, Which position. Um, I can't remember now. It, it'll, it'll come to me probably as soon as we cut the show. <laughs> but, um, but uh, no, it, it, uh, it, 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 you know, you don't rock the boat. We're, we are, we are right now on a good clip with what we have. Let's not rock the boat. I, I remember when you, when you go out and you get a Percy Harvin, right. And you try to, and you try to, you get this guy who's supposed to be marquee, supposed to be able to put you over the edge or, or give you that, that one it factor that you don't have. And you try to, force that into your game plan that disrupts the good stuff you already have 
I say we're already doing we've already far exceeded expectations. We're we're trending upward. Don't disrupt it. So I was completely uh, completely fine with us just staying the course. Uh, I'll piggyback on what Rob said. I agree. I, I'm 100% happy we did not trade for anybody. I mean, this is a team we all thought would be, at least I did, would be five to six wins this year. And look where we're trending now. I mean, we've got these stud young, young draft picks that were doing well and they're the future of our franchise. I mean, why, why mess with the chemistry? I mean, I'm props to the team for not trading. So. How so about you, Abe? I kind of feel like maybe we should have thought, you know, just, just look, just take a peek and see if there's a wide receiver that we could trade a seventh round pick for. Um, I, I just, again, D Eskridge is not doing it for me. Uh, I'd like a little more depth of that position, maybe a backup running back, but I, I don't know. Like it, it, it's, I wouldn't want to give up too much for any of those things. That's maybe. Yeah. But you got to remember, uh, coming off of uh uh coming off the injury list now is penny hart so i mean we we are getting healthy uh, uh hart has been out what basically all season right so he's he's gonna be he's gonna be available to play actually this week so um you know and i think i, I i'm not as i'm not as uh down on on d eskridge as uh, you guys apparently are uh he hasn't been getting a lot of opportunities but he's made a couple of plays, you know, uh, so this season, uh, you know, when he's got the ball in his hands, I think. Um, uh, I haven't seen him do anything silly. He hasn't put the ball on the ground. Uh, I just think that he's just having trouble just getting on the field or getting getting opportunities. I, I think Pete Carroll is working on that. They're, I think they're going to work, work him in. But Penny Hart's coming back. Oh, you're, I think we're okay. Right. Rob, he did put the ball on the what? ground. Remember he laid the tailback and he fumbled it? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, he did. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. My bad. He did. He did do that. But what? Okay, was that the pitch or was that the was that the catch? Hey, that, was, that was a pitch. He had that? the ball. He didn't catch yeah. it. No, no, I'm saying. I'm saying the the, the 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 fault there was it on the pitch or was it on the catch? Oh yeah. I, I want to go back. I want to go back and watch the tape and see. Maybe it was. It was a <laughs> Rob, Rob, I, <laughs> Rob, I care more about correcting you. Than I do what actually happens. <laughs> but no, I'm going to uh, go back and watch the tape, and I'm going to I'm going to say something. If I, even if I have to save it for next week's show, I'm going to go back. If I if I can prove myself right, I will save it. <laughs> All right, we got the Cardinals coming up this uh, Sunday, one o'clock game. What's the offensive key? What's our key on offense to beating the Cardinals? We've uh, already played them once. Did you see something that you liked, or is there something that we need to do? I, I mean, the first, what would we beat them? What nineteen to nine or something like that a couple of weeks ago? I think the key is if we can establish a running game. Walker had twenty-one carries for ninety-seven yards when they laid him here. I mean, if he if he can get some success in you know in Arizona this coming Sunday to open up the passing game, I think we got an opportunity there. Yeah, and to piggyback off that, I think what's really going to be key is third down. Yeah. Um, Third, third, third down is uh, we've been we've been we've been pretty good on third down recently. I I saw a post on I think on um, a Seahawk group on Facebook. Somebody said, you know, it's really crazy. I'm not nervous to the point of like anxiety anymore on third down. And I was like, wow, that's true. Like I I I, I don't find myself you know like <laughs> my heart palpitating on third down. I haven't at least in at least a 
few weeks. And, and, and that's because we've been producing. We have been matriculating the ball down the field and, and, and converting over and over again is sustaining drives last few weeks. And it's, it's, it's surreal. Um, so I think if we can continue that, um, you know, we, we keep the, uh, keep the Cardinals defense, you know, on the field, the offense off of the field. Um, I think that's going to be good. So yeah, the running game and definitely third down conversions. All right, guys, I, I'm going to go with actually, uh, Brian, your guy, Abraham Lucas out of Everett. Um, uh, which high school did he go? Did he go to Murphy? No, he went to, uh, Oh, shoot. Is it Lincoln? Oh. I forget where he went, but yeah, uh, Abraham. I thought it was Everett. Sorry to interrupt real quick. I thought it was Everett High, Everett High School, to be honest with you. But anyways, move on. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. He's from Everett, everybody. <laughs> anyway, the uh, picking up the duties for J.J. Watt is going to be tough. Uh, Watt's going to line up both right end and left end, so Charles Cross is going to get is going to get some doses of him. Abraham Lucas is going to get some doses of him. My eye is going to be kept there because if those two kids keep doing what they're doing, man, this might have been, dare I say, as good of a draft as 20, uh, 2012. I mean, geez, <laughs> getting two offensive linemen in one draft is crazy. It's it's so it's so funny to hear the pundits and, and the, the so-called experts on TV just giving Pete Carroll all this praise when they were giving him all this shade, you know, just a couple of months ago. It, it, the, oh, the Seahawks, Pete Carroll and John Schneider knocked this draft out of the park and they but, but it, it was not the, the narrative was almost almost exactly the opposite in august and and it, it, it on one hand it makes me you know it, it makes me feel good on the other hand on the other hand it pisses me off you know like it's like where where was this where 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 was it where was this when everybody was saying that Pete carroll and john schneider need to be fired the game has passed Pete carroll up um you know john schneider's gm you know success was a was a was a a, a shot of luck back when they got at the lob and everything and they they just need to you know scrap the whole thing and restart and now all of a sudden it's it's praise 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 I just well, I just want to tell her quiet. There's been some misses in the draft in recent years and I think that's I think that's that's fine. I mean that that's the 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 praise is deserved now, but the condemnation was necessary because they had some straight up misses that D Eskridge and. Um, Stone Forsyth draft, total miss. Mm -hmm. Malik McDowell and, you know, him driving off a cliff in a four-wheeler, that entire draft was a miss. I mean, it, it, it was warranted. It was warranted. But wait, we're right back at it. <laughs> Same yeah. question. Same question, guys. This time on the defense, who are you looking at? On You know, what are you looking at when we go up against those Cardinals? What do we need to do? I'm looking at, I'm looking at the edge. Um, keeping containment on on Kyler Murray, um, it, that that that's that's going to be the big key. I I think you know Daniel Jones is a is a mobile quarterback, and we held him from rushing the ball against us, even though he had done well against other teams. But he's not he's not Kyler Murray. So um, I, I'm thinking, uh, can can I give a one A and a one B? Yeah. I I, I think I think the edge and cont containing uh, uh, Murray, and also. Uh, this time around, we do have to deal with Mr. Hopkins. 
Um, and I and I feel that they're the, the secondary is going to have to figure out what what they're going to do about this player. We didn't have to deal with him the first time. Um, I, I see them probably trying to do you know lining him up on on the right side, which would be on Woolen, but then bringing him across the zones, uh, getting getting um, Kyler Murray out of the pocket, scrambling to his left as a left-handed quarterback, and hitting him to you know letting um, Kobe you know, uh, get, get sucked into, to the routes in front of them and getting Hopkins in behind him and hitting and, and, uh, Kyler Murray hitting him on the run, uh, mo- uh you know, scrambling out left. I, I see that play happening in my, in my dreams right now. So, um, that th- those are my, those are my two big keys. Uh, piggybacking on that Hopkins is one of my answers. I last time they had Hollywood Brown, and this time they got Hopkins, so there's a big difference there at wide receiver. And then you got James Conner running back versus Enos Benjamin. Conner didn't play last time, so if I'm not sure which one they need to stop, but if they stop one of the two and they make the right choice, I think we can pull it out. Yeah, I don't know. Like they're, Kyler Murray, he's fast, he runs, makes dumb decisions, makes stupid decisions. And that that coach of theirs, Cliff Kingsbury, I don't think much of him either. I, I'm, I'm worried more. <laughs> I, I am. I'm not, I really don't think. All they need to do is maybe use the run game, you know, and they just yeah. insist on passing 80 times a game. And that's not Kyler Murray's strong suit. I mean, that's, I would go into more read option if I were them, but like, they don't want, they don't want to do it. But uh, for our, for what we need to focus on is exactly what Rob said is put a spy on Kyler Murray. If you put a spy on him, he's worthless. He doesn't do anything. Like his his big claim to fame is that he'll he'll run when you know uh when you blitz. So stop blitzing. And I think the three four defense will be good at holding that outside contain. And what I want to see is I want to see where's Daryl Taylor. That's what I want to see. And, you know, I love that Bruce Irvin came back. Uh, you asked this question a couple of weeks ago. So like, you know, what about Bruce Irvin? And I was like, whatever, you know, he's an old guy. He should be on yeah. this podcast and not out there on the field. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I liked what I saw and I hope he motivates guys like Alton Robinson, guys like, um, you know, Puna Ford, guys like uh, uh, Daryl Taylor to, to, to work harder, to inspire them. What a surprise. Abe was wrong. Oh, like who, who could have guessed that? Oh, I don't remember Mr. English saying number 51. I'm glad he's back. <laughs> I didn't hear you say that. I was generally positive about the, about the roster move. Hey, you're a generally positive guy. <laughs> <laughs> you're, basically the, you're basically the Mr. Rogers of the Seahawks. <laughs> but, um, but no, I'm, by the way, this entire season, I've been wrong about everything on the Seahawks. So my, my solace is that everyone else has been wrong about the Seahawks. <laughs> I have one friend who trolls me on Facebook that was right about Geno Smith, but he was only right about Geno Smith because he wanted to make me look bad if it actually happened. <laughs> the, I, I find, I, I stand on my high horse about this season because I, for the most part, reserved judgment on on the on the potential for this season I, I knew that we were walking into uncharted territory but i chose to more or less not really make any real um you know any real guesses at what was going to come however 
I did and I have always backed up the actions of one Pete Carroll and one John Schneider. And so now that we are in this space, I, 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 I'm like, look, this is what I told everybody. I said that Pete and John will get this right. And that's what they're doing. I have always said that. And I will continue to say that I, th these two guys have brought this team to its greatest era in franchise history. How dare you talk about that? This game has passed them. No way. Yeah, you will, you know, uh, they're Randall. getting it right a lot faster than you suspected though, I bet. <laughs> like you're probably thinking like most of us, like that'll probably happen at the end of the season. They might win a couple games and I'll get their, get their steps in. And then um, next season would be the year that we challenge. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to comment to that, but, but I will say, Wait a minute. You said you, 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 I don't remember. I don't remember. Did you say there'd be five and three and first in this division before the season? I don't remember Mr. English. No, no, I, I didn't say that. So that's what I'm saying. I didn't make any real declarations about what, what we would be. I did say though, that Pete and John, that, that we, we should, we, I have faith in Pete and John. They will get it right. I, I didn't know what was going to happen. I, I wouldn't have been surprised if we, I thought we might've been an eight, a seven, eight win team and missed the playoffs. You know, I don't know how, what, where we would fall maybe second or third in division or you know third i don't know about basement team i wasn't really ever uh i was never one of the ones that said we would win only four games or whatever that nonsense was i did i never believed that um that's never been the case um not not in the p carroll era uh what i will say though real quick i know we're running out of time but doesn't does this not feel a little bit like 2012 where i mean we, we the, yes the, the yeah. the mis the misfits came together and and it was like wait a minute this team could be good and, and and at this point in the season we had a similar record we went we go rattle off a few wins a few more wins in a row and we go to the playoffs and we fall just short you know we we lose in the divisional round the following year we go to the Super Bowl I, th th this this feels like 2012 to me dude I remember that year. Or it might have been eleven, um, where Trufant, Marcus Trufant, former Wazoo guy, um, got injured, you know, and they brought in this fifth rounder from Stanford at cornerback who used to be a wide receiver, and I'm like, great, now we're using wide receivers at cornerback, you know, <laughs> and uh, who else was in that? Who else was in that? Was Bobby Wagner in that? Yeah, he was in that draft class. Yeah, and he was like, oh god, this guy. Utah State, is that even a D1 team, you know? Like, um, and then, you know, some little short midget from Wisconsin, you know, at quarterback, I'm like, ah, oh. you know, <laughs> it was just like, this thing is never going to turn around because if you guys remember, Carroll had three straight, what was it, three straight uh, seven-win seasons? Uh, we were, we had, yeah, we had seven and nine. And then seven and nine. No, no, we had two seven nine seasons. So two, seven, seven and nine, and yeah, seven and nine that took us to the playoffs. Then seven and nine, no playoffs. Yeah. And then it was then it was uh the next then it was Russell Wilson's year. Yeah. And I was and I was in my head thinking like uh, seven and nine again. Yeah. Pete Carroll, where's Holmgren? You know. Uh, mm -hmm. And then here it is this year. I'm like, ah, probably going to be a six win season. And you know where who's our next head coach? <laughs> so I agree with you, Rob. I feel exactly the same as I did back then. I'm like, who are these guys? University of Texas, San Antonio, Tariq Warren, where, you know, if, if it didn't have the name San Antonio in it, I wouldn't even know where this college is. <laughs> so. See, 
and and that's what I'm saying. You know, we we talk about the misses in the draft and all that, but you know, I I I don't I don't put a lot of water in that bucket because nobody hits in the draft all the time. But through through all that all that drama, right? We we had we had the, the we 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 had the great team that was built. We sat at the top of the league for a long time, and then even through our our tough times. We were still a formidable team. We were still a team in the conversation the entire time. We had one little bitty tiny drop, and here we are right back at it again. This is a well-run franchise, yeah. top to bottom. All right, guys, we're at the end of our show. Got any shout-outs? Uh, yeah, I'll go for, with two shout-outs. I'm going to give a shout-out to, first of all, to Steve Rabel, who we interviewed a few weeks ago, the Seahawks announcer. I don't remember the question, Rob, you asked him, but it was in relative to where do you see the Seahawks by the end of the season or in retrospect? And he said, well, like next week in Detroit, we'll, we'll, and we've got to take it week by week, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, he, I think he proved this wrong. We were all a little bit of doubters on the season. And yeah. yeah so Steve Rabel, I want to give him a shout out. And I also want to give a shout out to Abraham for keeping sales fortune in alive all these years. And you are, <laughs> You are appreciated. I mean, I, I probably had too much to drink to tell you that, but we, we do appreciate you. So thank you, Abraham. I'm glad I'm recording this. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll, I'll give a mini shout out to Abe as well. You know, we, uh, you know, it, it, it would be better if he had better opinions on things, you know, but, uh, you know, but I, I, I we, we wouldn't be able to do without him. I don't think so. So uh, definitely. But my uh, my other shout out goes to I got to give a shout out to and I, I always I like to, to give these ones to my daughter, my daughter, Aubrey. She was student of the month uh, oh, nice. she's student of the month this week uh, as of this week. So she got we got the notification via uh, via email from her teacher. Um, and they're going to do a little ceremony for for the, all the st other students of the month uh, from the other classes. And um, yeah, so I got a I got a I got a scholar on my hand. Nice. Very nice. Uh, big shout out to my son, Vincent, who's now working at Blue Origin, and uh, he's working on spaceships, and he's gone through his uh, initial period, and so now he's now he's uh, full-time, for sure, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, my God, guys, 25 years old and working on spaceships. What was I doing <laughs> at 25? I think I was eating Top Robins, playing video games or something. <laughs> I want to be able to say that I have an astronaut for a child. Like, geez, that's amazing. Yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> well, your kid just got uh student of the month. month. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe there's our astronaut. <laughs> right? Uh, like, hey, listen, are you an astronaut yet? All right, call me when you're an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining the podcast today. I'm Abraham Deweese. With me is uh, Brian Solman Solak and Rob the SoCal Seahawk English. Please check us out at Seattle Sports Union as well. Check out all of our great content at, uh, at uh, <laughs> well, www.seattlesportsunion. And as well, check us out on Twitter at Seattle Sports U and Facebook, like us. And for a podcast, check us out on Spotify, iTunes and Captivate FM. We'll see you guys next time.